Welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. Thank you for joining me as I manifest my most important desires in real time with you. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction science guy and author of the Why Quantum Physicist book series. Sharing this journey with you through time and space, I am here to show and tell how you can manifest the big stuff the more you apply yourself to how our universe really works. This is season one of Manifest the Big Stuff. Season one's episodes are going to cover three topics in the following order. First, the science of manifesting. That's where we're going to start today. Second, the mechanics of manifesting, i.e. how you manifest. And third, how to change what you're manifesting when your reality has become too painful. So, here we go. Episode one, the science of manifesting. Let's start with uh, some facts about you. You are a very unique time-space event in 3D time-space. You have a consciousness. You have a self. You have meta-awareness, which means you're aware that there's something to be aware of. And you are the sole creator of your universe, the one you experience, your reality. Now, how can I say those things so confidently? Well, there are a number of reasons. But the one we're going to focus on today is the fact that those statements I just made are based on modern science. Modern science disciplines like neuroscience, astrophysics, biology, quantum physics, psychology, and one of my current favorites, the science of self. They give us sometimes ironclad hints into how the universe really works and allow us to base what we do on some different ideas. Let, let me share what I mean here. This episode is about the science of manifesting. And in no way, shape, or form is this intended to be a comprehensive coverage of all the science. It's also not an academic exploration of the science. You can go read a textbook or Wikipedia, and I expect you may already have read about some of these topics. If not, you might decide to do so. Today, what I want to share with you is my personal relationship with some ideas that come out of these disciplines. And I want to start with this idea that arises from quantum physics that's, at this point, indisputable. And it really kick-started my whole journey into authentically changing my reality. It's that the observer and the observed in the material universe, in 3D time space, they are merely two different perspectives of the same thing. So you, the observer of your universe, your reality, you are merely a different perspective of the same thing that everything else is. So every other person, place, and thing in the material world, in your reality, is just a different perspective of the same thing that you are. And you're a different perspective of the same thing they are. It's called a system. And systems theory has some pretty darn cool things to say that have some interesting, powerful ramifications. For example, we know that 
the system that we're all a part of, reality, is an emergent system. That means that our system is capable of being much more than the sum of its parts. Also, we know that if you change a part of a system, you change the system. I'm sure you can imagine some extrapolations from that idea and applications from that idea. Well, I want to tell you, when it comes to changing the system, changing a part of the system, let's explore what those parts of the system are made of. You know what they're made of. You are made of atoms. Think of them like the Legos that build you, that build every other material object. Well, an atom, if you blow it up to the size of Yankee Stadium, you're going to find out something really weird about an atom. That Yankee Stadium-sized atom, the nucleus of the atom, is the size of a fly inside Yankee Stadium. Now, bear in mind, the nucleus of an atom is 99.999% of the stuff of an atom, of, of what you could hold or touch, if you will, the matter that makes up an atom. So 99.999% of each atom is nothing uh, in 3D time space. It is smoke. Uh, it's energy. It is 99.999% energy. That's how insubstantial what we're made of, what everything is made of is. You can't even touch anything. Because there's nothing to touch or nothing to touch with. The only reason it feels like you're touching something is because the atoms in your hand are being magnetically repulsed by the atoms in whatever it is you think you're touching. And that sensation of coming one angstrom within those other atoms and then being repulsed, that creates the sensation of touch. So this is nothing. You're nothing. This is all nothing on an energy level. Now, something that has pretty profound ramifications uh, when we take another step into quantum physics is something called the double slit experiment. We already know that we're made out of particles and that particles are made of energy. But the double slit experiment which is, is usually called the most famous experiment in quantum physics, what it shows us is that light takes the form that the observer expects it to take. Now, you know that light comes in two forms. It's either a photon or a wave. But what the double slit experiment shows us is that light doesn't exist prior to being observed in a pre-existing state or a predetermined state of photon or wave. It exists in all states at once until it is observed and then it takes a form of photon or wave. And it's not just the act of observation, but the expectation of the observer, which creates the form that light takes. Wow. A lot of ramifications from that, as I'm sure you can imagine. Next, let's uh, take a a jaunt over to neuroscience. The way that you are constructed, right? You are a creator. You are having tremendous influence over the construct of material objects. And it behooves you to understand that your brain has three parts. 
And your brain, indeed, we're going to find is what we're working pretty heavily with when we want to change our reality. Well, your brain has a primitive part, and these all represent various form, you know, various stages of human evolution. Your brain has a primitive part, a reptile brain. Then it has a mammalian brain, which is sometimes called the midbrain. And finally, it has a modern brain, the bon vivant, okay? A reptile brain, the capacity that a reptile brain has to function is the capacity of a shark. If you wanted to feed a shark, like you had a pet shark and you wanted to feed it a steak and you held a steak out to it in the water, it would bite your hand off, not because it hates you, not because it's, it's angry uh, and wants to hurt you, but because it does not understand that it should only take the steak. It doesn't understand that if it leaves the hand, it might get more steak in the future. That's how primitive a reptile brain is. And you have a reptile brain. The mammalian brain's a little more sophisticated. Think of it like a dog. A dog has a mammalian brain. So you're holding the steak out to a dog. A dog will only take the steak. It's able to make that connection. It understands that certain behaviors will have consequences and it can make those connections. However, it is not as advanced as your modern brain, which is language-based and has meta-awareness and is able to use and understand logic. But here's the thing. Your primitive brain and your mammalian brain control a lot more of, of your life and your functionality in reality than you might realize. So we're going to be delving into that. And there are some, some good reasons for that. But I will say this. It is really hard to teach a shark algebra. And oftentimes, when we're trying to change our experiences of reality, we're inadvertently doing that, okay? So neuroscience has a lot to tell us there. I want to jump off the ranch here for a minute and share a theory with you. So I'll, I'll attribute this to astrophysics and quantum physics, and, and it's this. We know that Energy is not governed by time and space like we are. It, it exists outside the, the laws of three-dimensional time and space. We know this, and you know this. You don't necessarily need an example, but I'll just give this one. I still feel love for my dear friend, Clint Vaught, a, a colleague of mine at Louisville's renowned youth performing arts school who died in 2011. But that's because love is not bound by time or space. I don't need to be in the presence of my sons to feel every bit of love that I have for them. So in the future, I propose that it's next to impossible that humans have not unpacked the universe enough to study energy and learn why and how it is able to exist outside the laws of time and space. We already have a telescope that sees gravity, the LIGO telescope. So what's next? We now have the James Webb telescope, which allows us to see 200 million years farther into the universe's past, 200 million years closer to the Big Bang. We're already now gaining heretofore 
unimagined access to these secrets. So it's coming. For me, there must be a future where humans have learned how to become unmoored from the laws of time and space, which means that they're here with us right now, and which also means that they have always been with us. And it's also inescapable that they have a vested interest in helping us get to where they are, helping us know what they know. I mean, they probably love us, but even if they don't, they need us to learn all that stuff about the universe so that they can exist. So oftentimes, I have come to understand ideas, inspiration, creativity, spontaneous, energetic experiences to perhaps be future humans communicating with me through the mode that they would have to use, energy, since it's not governed by time and space in the way that language and other things that we do here are. Now, that's extrapolation, and I get that. And I trust that you don't mind that, but that's the whole point with the science of manifesting. No, science does not point to us and say, you are a manifester, but we don't need science to explicitly do that. Here are some things that we definitively know, okay? based on science and experience. You are a time-space event, a tangible thing that exists in reality. You have a beginning and an end. You spend the time between your beginning and end always going from here to there. Like, you go from this day to the next. You go from this task to the next. You go from this location to the next. Also, your reality, your universe, is affected by conditions outside your control, such as who your parents are, your nationality, your skin color, your gender, and on and on. Also, you can change your reality by creating conditions within your control, like achieving a college degree or a certification, or, of course, what we're going to focus on here changing your beliefs. Also, you are a manifestation of energy and you are energy at the same time. And finally, you have a self. You experience consciousness. Now, I'm going to go a step further and say, to me, there's really no questioning that as a time-space event, before you manifested before there was a self, you were a field of energy. Right now, as a self, you are simply what energy is doing at the moment. And then after you're done, you'll you'll be a, a field of energy again. Well, during this time, while you are what energy is doing at the moment, here's what I'm going to say to you. I believe that you are here for the opportunity, the same as me, to dream 
as big as you dare and to manifest your greatest desires as much as you're willing to. That's what I'm here to do. Before we go anywhere, I want to tell you a little bit about me. I had reached a point in my life where I was facing bankruptcy, 15 foreclosures, and a mountain of debt, about a million and a half dollars of debt. And I had three sons, three young sons. And with about only four weeks notice, my soon-to-be ex-wife moved six hours and two states away. So suddenly, I was a single dad in a boat about to go over Niagara Falls. All of us about to be swallowed whole by a monster that I created with nothing less than blind devotion to positive thinking. That predicament gave me an unprecedented opportunity because it put me in a position where I had nothing left to lose. Out of desperation, I constructed a process to raise my beliefs about money for real. And I constructed that process based on my knowledge of science, especially quantum physics. And not only did I create this process, but I also worked that process and I did it publicly by posting on a virtually daily basis on a thread that I started on the Abraham Hicks forum. In fact, that, that thread is in that forum's Hall of Fame. So you can go back and read it if you're ever interested. But I publicly worked the process and it worked. It worked better than I could have dreamed, in fact. Because within a year or so, I had no bankruptcy, no foreclosures, and no debt. In fact, it worked so well, I just had to tell everybody about it. So I started writing books about it. I started talking about it to anybody who would listen. That's where my Why Quantum Physicist book series came from and where my work today still comes from because it still works. Really, it works even better now. And I still need to share it with you. So thank you very much for being here with me right now and allowing me to share it with you. If you have enjoyed what you've heard here, please tell a friend about Manifest the Big Stuff. Thank you for being here with me. If you have questions, ideas, thoughts, or suggestions, would you please email me at greg.coon.1967? at gmail.com. I know it's kind of crazy to give out an email address, but my new website is coming soon. So in the meantime, don't be shy about emailing me with collaborative ideas to inquire about coaching, to invite me to speak. And please recommend Manifest the Big Stuff to a friend. That would really mean a lot to me. It was a lot of fun spending this time with you today, and I look forward to spending more time together real soon.